Hi, I'm Grant Wall, and welcome to the Planet Football Podcast, where I go in-depth with the most intriguing people in the world of soccer. I'm on vacation right now, but we're releasing new weekly interview episodes on Thursdays while I'm gone. In this episode, I'm joined by Jesse Marsh, who recently left his job as head coach of the New York Red Bulls to take an assistance job at RB Leipzig in Germany. Our conversation was recorded on August 6th. Just a quick reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Onward! Our guest today is Jesse Marsh, who recently moved to Germany to take an assistant coaching position with RB Leipzig. Marsh played 14 seasons in MLS, winning three MLS Cup titles, and he has been an assistant coach with the U.S. men's national team under Bob Bradley and a head coach for the Montreal Impact and New York Red Bulls, which he led to the MLS Supporters Shield in 2015. Full disclosure, Jesse and I went to college together and even spent time at the school infirmary together once. Jesse, thanks for joining me. That's a long time ago, Grant. But, but <laughs> that was That's crazy to think that... Um, here you and I are talking, and you've established yourself as such a great reporter in this sport, and and I continue to kind of have a career in different levels, so it's pretty cool that, that we had that first experience together so many years ago. It is, and I, I wish we had a picture from the infirmary. I don't know if we would have looked very good, but... Uh... No, we would have looked <laughs> terrible. But we also watched the Nagano Olympics, right? Wasn't it the Nagano Olympics? It was 94. Four, so Four. it might have been Lillehammer. Uh, if I go back in oh, my, yeah, Lillehammer. You're uh, right. You're see? right. Well done. Uh, I see? win the trivia you're, game you're for like the an day. Encyclopedia. <laughs> well, first off, congratulations on the new job at Leipzig. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, I'm super excited about it. Uh, it's it's been one month tomorrow, um, so. You know, um, certainly gotten my feet wet and, and, you know, known a lot of the people here, a lot of the players here. So the integration process wasn't something that was totally new, but, but now taking on this role and, and now I think being accountable to, to help really make this, this team and this club successful in this league um, is a big responsibility. And, and it's something that I'm really excited about. Uh, everyone here has welcomed me with open arms and, and, you know, it's, it's, um, so far I can tell you that, uh, I'm really happy to be here and it's, it's going to be a fun year and I'm going to learn a ton, but I think I'm also going to help, help out in a lot of different areas. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's been a great start. I think the best way to start from my end is just to ask if you could tell me the story of how the move came together over time. Yeah, so, well, you'd have to go all the way back to 2014. Um, and when I first met with people from Red Bull, um, you know, I had a, a, a discussion uh, in, in early December of 2014 with Gerard Houllier, Oliver Mintzloff, Mark de Grand Prix, and Ralph Rangnick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we started talking football and it was mostly myself and Gerard talking and we were comparing thoughts and notes about how we thought the game would be played. And at the end of the conversation, Ralph Rangnick didn't say a word, but at the end of the conversation, he came alive and start, started talking about tactics. And so then he and I went back and forth for maybe a half hour. 
Hmm. Um, and, and you could see that he and I had a lot of similar thoughts and a lot of similar ways of looking at the game, you know, but he was challenging me in the conversation to think even more carefully about details of tactics and, and things like that. And, and I left the, I actually left the conversation being like, I don't know if that went that well, because most interviews <laughs> that I've been on had been very smooth and easy and there weren't really rough conversations or challenging moments about football or anything. It was more just, you know, I, I don't know. I think that the way that people in our league, uh, dictate, um, interviews are often not about getting to the bottom of things, but are just about trying to see if they can have a friendly relationship or a friendly vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I've learned here that the Germans aren't quite the same. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that's been a really good thing, I think. And I, and, and on that day, actually, I think Ralph and I uh, hit it off in a really good way. Then, you know, I, I eventually got hired um, Ali Curtis and I went to Doha to spend time with, uh, Leipzig and Salzburg while they were there in 2015, in January, 2015. And we spent a lot of time with Ralph and with a guy named Helmut Gross. And that's, that was sort of the day that we started to really put all the pieces together for, you know, the way that Red Bull thinks, the way that Red Bull plays, the philosophy, the, the alignment of the company, the, the, the company itself, and, you know, it, it, it wound up, I think, really catapulting us to, to changing everything that we did um, with Red Bull in New York. And, you know, I mean, even I watched the game, uh, the, the L.A. game here last night at midnight um, in the middle of the night and rooting our team on. Um, and I'm very proud of all the work that's been done there. I'm really proud of what we built. I'm really proud of the identity of the club. And I think that a lot of the people in Red Bull are really proud of what we've built there as well. So, you know, then conversations along the way, you know, we're always kind of people were thinking about different ways to maybe engage me and and include me at different levels. And, and, you know, I think that everyone kind of uh, the the types of conversations were that, you know, we'll see what happens and, and you never know in this sport and you never know what, you know, what the next day will look like. But I started to prepare myself for the possibility that if, if something would arise or if there was an opportunity that I would be prepared from a, from a language perspective, that I would be prepared from a a coaching license perspective. And that, you know, I would, if, if needed at any point in the, in the Red Bull organization that I was, I was going to do everything I could to show them that, that I was ready for the next step. So you know, the way that Leipzig came about, it was, it was rather last minute. It wasn't like a planned out project that everybody, um, saw and and worked over months. Um, and I kind of knew that that's how it would play out in the end. It was going to be, you know, um, that there was a need that, that they had a person that they knew they could trust and believe in, and that he was preparing himself to, for that position. And then, you know, when, when this popped up and, and Ralph decided he was going to be the head coach, I thought that learning from him close up would be a really good thing. And, and then, you know, developing my, my language skills and, and integrating into European football in a good way was, was really a good next step for me. So, yeah, I think that's kind of uh, a, a rather broad perspective, but the details are less, imp- you know, the timing of details and the actual conversations and uh, it's less important than the overall thought process of what it's been like to be with Red Bull. 
So I know you have been studying German for a while, um, and the UEFA coaching license. How much? How many times did you had to go over to Europe to work on that? Yeah. And what what license did you eventually get? So I'm still in the middle of my UEFA Pro license. Um, mm-hmm. It wraps up in December of this year. Um, I started it back in January of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that, uh, I mean, my goodness, I've, I've probably gone to Europe eight times, I would say, mm-hmm. um, over the course of the last, you know, whatever, 18 months. And yeah, so, you know, uh, that's kind of the, the process, the, the way that, that it works. Um, I've been taking the course in Scotland. Uh, there's really good people there. Mm-hmm. I've made some really good connections with people from Scottish football, from Portuguese football, from English football. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's an Icelandic, uh, coach in, in my, uh, in my course. And so one of the beauties of, of, uh, football in, uh, in general is that you get to meet people from so many different backgrounds and hear their thoughts on, on the way they think the game should be played and what it means to their culture. So that, that in itself is so eye-opening and, and so fun to be a part of. But then when you talk about, you know, being in a room with peers and challenging each other and talking about football and listening to lectures and having high-level coaches present, I mean, we've had David Moyes, we've had uh, uh, Andrea Villas-Boas uh, present to us. I mean, we've had some great, great coaches and, and business leaders um, in that course. So it really just, I think, challenges you to continue to open your mind to growing, to learning, to getting better, to the process of, of becoming the best coach you can possibly be. So, and, and, and listen, I, I've, I've been criticized, you know, from people in America about, you know, coming here for what people might consider a step down or a, a, a role that's not as a head coach. But I mean, I, I'm looking at this as a long-term play, not a short-term ego uh, engagement. And and I feel like the more that I can be around, you know, people who think a little differently, who who have had opportunities to to have big experiences in the game, that it'll make me better, and it and it'll help me help me think clearly and carefully, and and you know, eventually help me, I think, be a better leader and coach for for whatever team I take on next. So. Mm-hmm. And I, and so far I can say that, you know, I, I, I preach a lot to the play, the players that I coach about comfort zones, about expanding their physical comfort zones, their mental, their psychological comfort zones. I talk about that phrase. I use that phrase a lot mm-hmm. because I feel like the only way to really develop as a human being is to be uncomfortable, to be put in situations that force you to think very hard, that force you to, to, to do things that you normally wouldn't feel comfortable with. And the more that you can expand that comfort zone and think, you know, more carefully and challenge yourself to do more, um, you get better. You just, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what we do as people, as human beings, we get better. So I can tell you, I'm out of my comfort zone here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I definitely am the language, everything, (laughs) but it's good. It's been really good for me. I mean, really you're, you've been doing it for a month now. Do you guys coach in German and, and how does that work with your, the German that you've got? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, well, first in a month, I, I, I'm amazed at how much more German I've been able to absorb. Um, my ability to understand, especially football conversations is 
quite good. Um, I'm getting better at speaking. Uh, anyone who knows German knows that it operates different as a language than English or Spanish or French. So there's a lot of word order and a lot of use of articles that is very different than, than most languages. Um, so it, it, it's a challenge to speak because you're constantly thinking about the proper way of putting words together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've gotten in a month, I'm amazed in how much better I've gotten. And I think, you know, uh, another month, another six months, another year mm-hmm. that, um, I can foresee myself actually, you know, developing a pretty good proficiency with the language. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the overall work, um, I think is, has been fantastic. You know, I mean, the benefit I have is that I know the people here and I know the football. I know the I know the terminology. I know the philosophy. I know the way we think. I know the way we work. Um, and so, you know, it's just trying to apply it at a really high level, and 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 also challenge everyone to challenge each other to think about it in a little bit different way. So, we have a really good staff. You know, it's it's it, the 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 club here is very well staffed in terms of a physical team, a physio team a coaching team, a video analyst team, a data analyst team, you know, so there's a lot of moving pieces. And so I think, you know, the ability to kind of tie it all together and make sure that we use all this sophistication to make us better and not just to, to cloud information is key. So, you know, we're, we're kind of as a new staff, we're learning our way, our way, but I think we're getting better every day. And I, and I know that our players will benefit from that. So uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been, it's been really fun so far. You mentioned Ralph Ragnick. He is the new head coach of RB Leipzig and he's got quite a, a track record, um, having coached teams in the Bundesliga, having, uh, gotten teams promoted multiple times, uh, having, uh, you know, been with RB Leipzig the last couple of years, um, before being head coach this season, how would you describe your relationship with him and and what you've learned from him? Well, he's, you know, when I, when I first met him, he made me, he, he reminded me of Bob Bradley. Mm -hmm. Um, he's a very intense individual. He's very competitive. Um, but he also has this, softer side where he's an incredible people person and he cares about individuals. He cares about players. He cares about development. So, you know, uh, I was drawn to him immediately because of that. And because of, I think my experiences with Bob and, 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 you know, the rewards that I was able to, to experience by being around Bob. Um, and so, you know, Ralph, I think has a really good way of, He's, you know, he's ultra competitive. So he's always got his eye on trying to figure out how to push the envelope, how to get better, how to make sure that training's everything it needs to be every day, that the, the player, um, the quality of the, the physical preparation and the quality of, of food and nutrition and, every, and sleep and everything that the players do is at the highest possible level in his 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 drive to get the best out of everything is at a level that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. And so but yet his ability to balance that with with you know creating relationships and making sure that everybody feels like they're part of something special um 
is I think the beauty of, of what makes his drive so effective. Um, you know, and I think that if you were to talk to most players that played for him, that they would reference him as an incredible father and, and an incredible mentor and coach. Uh, and, and most players would often say that they had their best years playing for Ralph. Hmm. So, you know, I mean, that says so much about uh, so many things that he does well. My relationship with him is, is, is similar to that. I mean, you know, being a, a, a head coach now, I think he sees that there's things that, that I can offer and experiences that I have that are similar to what he goes through on a daily basis. And so, you know, I mean, he, he's interested in engaging me and my thoughts and, and what my experiences have been, which, which has been, I think, a rewarding, really rewarding for me. Um, but yet I can also see so many things that he does really well that make me think about, you know, how I can adapt and grow and get better. Mm-hmm. And then overall, I mean, uh, you know, he, the, 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 the connection that we made so many years back, it's still strong today. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, he's, he's, um, been excited to have me here. He's welcomed me from the beginning. He's loved the idea of me joining him on a staff and, and he continues to to treat me like I'm a big part of his team and, and you know, like one of his right-hand men. So it's it's good. It's really good. Now you signed a two-year deal with Leipzig and the club has already announced, it's a little unusual that Julian Nagelsmann will become the head coach at Leipzig next season, a year from now. How will that work with you and Nagelsmann? Have you already started developing a relationship with him or will that wait? Yeah, so... Julian uh, and I have not met, but that is something that is on the docket for us to to meet shortly. Um, uh, I think the plan will be in the first uh, FIFA break for us to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he um, obviously he has a reputation for being the best young coach in the world right now, um, and certainly what he's achieved at Hoffenheim and how he's uh, I think been able to establish himself from the academy level all the way to the first team and, and the respect level that he has, not just in the Bundesliga and in Germany, but I think around Europe right now is, is as, as, as high as you could ever imagine for any young coach in the recent uh, past. So, you know, I mean, it's another incredible opportunity, I think for me to be around such a high level thinker and a guy who has, um, I, I think has established himself as a really great coach. So, I mean, think about two years from now where I get a year to work with Ralph Rangnick and then a year to work with Julian uh, Nagelsmann and, and now how I can add that to the way that I do things and the way that I think and, and how that might help prepare me for whatever's next. So, you know, I mean, again, when you, when you, if there's two ways to look at this, you can look at it logically and think about growing and learning and how to get better, or you could look at it from an ego perspective and, you know, worry about what people might think or what you're, how you're going to find your next job or where that's coming from. Um, and then you, I, I think, I think that, you know, for me, it was fairly simple, um, to, to think about, you know, the next step in my life and in my family's life and how to move forward in a way that would give me the best chance for longevity and, and to, to achieve something special, not just in a year or two, but a, in a long career. So, uh, I'm really excited for, for the possibilities of where this is going to take me. Has Red Bull given you any indication that 
if this goes well, they might have a head coaching job for you in Europe someday, whether it's Salzburg, Leipzig, or wherever. No, I mean, there hasn't been anything concrete, um, you know, but, but I think that I trust the people here a lot. Um, and I enjoy working with the people here a lot. Um, you know, the, the name, one of the names I haven't mentioned yet is Oliver Mintzloff mm-hmm. and Oliver, um, has been such an incredible supporter of me, um, in New York. Um, you know, he, he always tried to find ways to help us do our job better and help support more and show how much he believed in us and provide us with a platform to be successful. And when we asked for, you know, things that were reasonable, uh, to help grow our club and to help grow what we were achieving with our team, he, all he wanted to do was find ways to, to say yes and to support us. So, you know, I mean, and in this business, it's funny how, um, it's, you know, it's, it's always, you know, it's always people when they get put under pressures, always sort of revert back to the core of what they are. Mm -hmm. And so I always think you find, I love tough moments because you find out so much about yourself and you find out so much about other people. And that's one thing about being at Red Bull is when things got toughest is when I was always most impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so Oliver was one of those guys that it, anytime things were hard, he was right there and had your back and Mark de Grand Prix was like that. And, you know, I mean, I could go, I could go down the list here at Red Bull, but, um, it's really, I think renewed my faith in this business because if I look back to, you know, after I left Montreal and I was trying to find my next job, it was really hard to find the next connection. It was really hard to find people that had a similar value system. It was really hard to find, where my next job was going to be coming from and, and to now have landed in a place that is so special. And so I think unified in the mission and in the thought process of what it takes to be successful has, has, I think just like given me energy and helped me blossom into a better person and a better coach. And so again, that's my focus. My focus is while I'm here and in these two years, I'm going to use this in every way to, to help myself, you know, grow and then prepare myself for whatever's next. Yeah. In terms of long-term goals in Europe, what are they? Well, I think it's step by step, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, literally it's, it's this year, you know, I mean, I cannot, you know, that, that we, we've just finished our first round of Europa. We've got another round coming at us then we've got a cup match and then the Bundesliga starts. Our first game is at Dortmund. <laughs> I saw so, <laughs> okay. Like if I start w- worrying too much, I mean, there's, it's a lot, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot flying at me right now, but, um, you know, it's all exciting and I think it's all, uh, invigorating and, and, you know, I'm taking in a lot, but I'm trying to do the best job I can to prepare this group every day to, to be the best that we can be. Um, I, you know, and I, again, I find, I find that there's been a, a, a niche for me here, a use for me here. I think that, you know, it, it takes time to, to develop trust and relationships, but, but I, I, I like a lot of the players here, both as players and as people. Uh, and I think that, you know, this team can come together a lot more yet and has a lot more that it can achieve. And, and I believe that part of our American thinking and our positivity and our mentality can be useful here and as, as well as my coaching thoughts. Right. So, you know, that, that part I think is really exciting. And then, 
you know, then you get to, then you get to year two and then, you know, so in the end, I, I, I hope that I can carve out uh, a, a life in Europe where I can be part of European football for, for, you know, years to come. And, and I don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet, you know, and I'm not too caught up in ambition. I mean, obviously I wouldn't have come here if I wasn't ambition in some way, mm-hmm. but again, I'm, I'm more caught up in trying to figure out how to, how to continue to get better, to give myself the best chance for long-term success. Gotcha. What's it like moving your family to Leipzig? Well, it's interesting. You know, I was, this was supposed to be a Skype call, Grant. I know you know that, but that <laughs> this is for the listeners. And, and I, I had a bunch of things going on today. So I went to the, I visited the international school today. I'm finalizing, a, 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 a an apartment here, which they call a Vonum. Okay. It's called a Vonum. Okay. Um, so I'm getting that sorted out. Um, you know, selling our house, sort of exiting our world in America, selling all our stuff. Our goal is to come here with two duffel bags each and kind of reinvent a world and life for ourselves. Um, you know, but I will say this already, you can see that life in Europe is so much simpler. Um, I, I was in my car almost three hours a day commuting back and forth in New Jersey. Um, you know, we collected so many things and, 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 and we've had a great life everywhere we've been. We've really enjoyed a lot of our different experiences, but I can tell coming here, I mean, I ride my bike to work every day. Um, you know, the, the, the pace of life is just slower and simpler and people are more thoughtful and, and kind of look around a little bit more. And, and so I think that that'll be good for our family. I think that'll be good. My, you know, my daughter's 16, I have two sons that are 14 and 11. And I think in many ways, like kind of simplifying and bringing our family unit closer together and, and going through a new experience is almost exactly what we need. So everyone's really excited. It's not always easy when you go home and tell your kids we're moving to Europe or Germany or whatever, but, you know, I think that they've also been smart enough to see the pathway for what's going on in my life. And my wife's very supportive that this day was coming eventually. And so, you know, now's the time. And and I think we're all on board with this together. Well, I think it's worth pointing out here without telling the whole story that at one point you and your whole family in between coaching jobs went on a trip around the world. So you've gotten out of your comfort zone as a family before too. Yeah. No. And I think that in many ways that has prepared them to think about what this might be like. Mm -hmm. They've experienced a lot of different cultures. They've been a lot of different places. They've eaten a lot of different foods. (laughs) Um, you know, and so, uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think that they can at least in their minds picture the possibility of what this might look like. And it removes some of the fear it, it, and it, it allow, you know, we've moved enough and we've opened our minds enough to different things that I think that this has now been become part of who they are. Um, and that frankly, as a father, that makes me really proud to, to have provided them with the opportunity to have these experiences and, and, and have them not be afraid of what might be around the corner. So yeah, I'm very thankful for my family and the support they've given me to, to live this dream. And, and, and I know that we're going to do this together and really enjoy it. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the U S men's national team coaching job. Uh, My sense is that you should be one of the top candidates for that job. Uh, Has anyone from U S soccer contacted you about it? Would you be interested? Yeah. So no one has contacted me in what, in any way. 
Um, yeah, and I, I would obviously have an interest. Um, uh, you know, it's he, the, the, the positives I think about for me to think about that job are first of all, representing your country. What a great honor. I realized that as an assistant coach, it's a great honor and a great responsibility. Um, you know, having the opportunity to lead a, a group of young men to represent our country and to understand truly what that's about, which I think has been missing. Um, I think that's incredibly important. And I'll tell you, I think the, the most interesting part about me as the national team coach is the way that I coach the game. Um, and I think that people that have been involved with Red Bull would be really excited about the prospect of having our national team play our version of football. Hmm. And I think, you know, our, our, the, our player pool in this country, you can say a lot about us. Okay. We're probably behind technically. We're probably behind tactically. We've got a lot to learn about the world game. We've got a lot to grow. We've got more youth development. We've got more grassroots development. We've got a lot of things that, that we can do better, but we have, we have, we have some really big strengths too. Our strengths are our physical qualities. We have some incredible athletes that play this game, our belief system. I think we have an, uh, 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 a fearlessness about the way that we play the game, the way that we think about the game. We have an incredible, uh, group of young, talented players right now. Um, and we have this grittiness, this competitive will, this, 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 almost naive arrogance about being American that makes us believe that we can be the best. And I think all of those qualities fit really well into what we have tried to develop at Red Bull. So, you know, that's the thing that I think when I think about the job, you know, I get most excited. Mm -hmm. The drawbacks are that I'm still a pretty young coach. Um, that I still, that, you know, I'm here as an assistant because I'm still young and I still have developing and I still have things to learn and I still have more to grow. So, you know, I mean, I think it's really important that whoever gets the next job is fully, fully prepared to do the best job possible for what our country needs in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the reason that I get mentioned is I, because a lot of people think that I'm that guy, that I'm prepared to do that. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not. Uh, but I, but what I am saying is that I'm trying to, to get to the place that I need to go to, to, the, to be the best that I need to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's kind of how I think about it. Um, I would enjoy, I certainly would enjoy a conversation with whether it's Ernie Stewart or anybody. And I've had enough of sort of informal conversations with people, you know, when I took my U S course with the people that, that work for U S soccer, I've had enough informal conversations with you know, the important people in our, in our country who, who coach football, who, who manage the game, who are sporting directors, you know, but in the end, I mean, those are, those are sort of, um, you know, shop talk, uh, conversations, right. which are always enjoyable. And you always can learn a lot about people from those things, but ultimately we need to task some people to be leaders, to be at the forefront of how we're moving this sport forward. And, and, you know, I mean, and, I would enjoy the opportunity to at least be part of that conversation. That's for sure. One of those players that people are excited about with the future of the U S men's national team and more and more of the present is Tyler Adams, a guy that 
you've worked closely with with the Red Bulls in New York. What are the chances of Tyler Adams moving to RB Leipzig in January? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a little difficult to say. Um, you know, I, I think that everybody here knows who Tyler is, obviously. Um, you know, Tyler is, is garnering a lot of interest and, and respect, I think, obviously around our league, but, but around the world as well. So, you know, there was, when I was at Red Bull, Red Bull there, were, there were always little, little things that you would hear about phone calls or interests from different clubs. Nothing concrete enough that would, you know, force you to think about making a move, given how, uh, how great uh, and important he's become to our team and how, how well his development path has been created. I think that's one thing I give Tyler and his family a lot of credit for is they haven't been overly anxious to make the next step quite yet, because I think they see that everything that, you know, every, everything that we've talked to them about in terms of providing Tyler with opportunities to get better, we've honored and it's given, it's put Tyler in a really good position with where he's at right now. Now, that being said, I think everybody knows that there's a time where now Tyler's going to outgrow what we can provide him. Um, and so, you know, as that starts to move forward, then, you know, I, I, I would personally would be great to have Tyler here. You know, I think he'd fit well. I think, I think he, you know, help this team. I think that his mentality is just so amazing that, that wherever he goes, he's going to just continue to get better and better but that's not really for me to decide. Uh, there's, there's a lot, there's, there's people that are way above my pay grade grant to, to make those decisions. But, you know, I mean, I, I said this in my first interview here, Tyler's future is in Europe. Everybody knows that, um, that's not a, that's not, uh, any kind of hidden, uh, uh, secret or agenda, you know, eventually I think Tyler will, it'll be time for him to move on. And then, you know, I, I know that, whether it's at Leipzig or wherever he goes, that the people within Red Bull care a lot about Tyler and, and wherever he goes next, there'll be full support. So, you know, um, I, and I'll say this working with Tyler has been an absolute pleasure. I mean, talk about having a guy who makes you feel like you're a great coach. Uh, <laughs> he just, he's a sponge. He wants to learn. He wants to get better. He's a competitor you know, he wants to look at video. He wants to work on things on the field. He, he's constantly trying to figure out how he can be the absolute best. Um, and so for me, those are, you know, that along with his maturity and competitive will give him such a great opportunity to be an incredible player. So it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. Well, Jesse Marsh, thanks for taking some time and a busy schedule to catch up for a little bit and good luck this season. All right, Grant. Always good to talk to you, and uh, I'm really uh, happy for you and all your success. And uh, Keep going, my man. It's been fun to watch. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Jesse Marsh as well as everyone at Cadence 13 and Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Please, if you like the pod, tell your friends, subscribe, like, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help the cause if you do. And check out the 30-minute Planet Football video show hosted by me and Luis Miguel Echegaray on SITV. That's available on SI.TV, Amazon Networks, and Fubo TV. See you next time.
Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network? Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.